Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Homeschool to the Nines. Here, I'll share my tips and tricks on how I personally manage every single day to homeschool to the nines. And by that, I mean how I manage to kind of, sort of, occasionally teach some things to my nine endearing but extremely loud children. We'll cover all the crucial topics, from Christianity and culture to cooking and cleaning, and perhaps other various and sundry subjects, such as venomous snake identification and lizard husbandry. Because let's face it, these are life skills every mom needs. I wanted to share with you all today two of our favorite parts of the day because one of the biggest blessings of being able to homeschool is that you are in charge of deciding what's most important, what you want to focus on, and how you want to cultivate the little souls that God has given you to nurture. So instead of comparing yourself to what every other person is doing, or instead of making sure you check off all the boxes to get all the work pages done, to say that you've done school at the end of the day, whatever that means, you can be free from all of that and you can focus on what kind of home environment, what kind of nurturing feelings do I want to cultivate in these little souls that God has given me to raise. And so you get to decide what is best for your students and your home environment. It's really a huge gift. So that being said, there are two things in our day that I am so glad we do. And there are a lot of things that I wish could go more smoothly and that I wish we could accomplish a lot more during the day because there are many days where we miss so many things that are in my mental list of goals. However, there are two things that I am so thankful for we have as kind of like bookends to our day besides all of our three meals. We have breakfast, lunch, and supper. That's never going to change. And we have the two bookends of our day. And that is our reading time together and our family devotion time at night. So I'll just give you a little quick explanation of those two times of our day. So the first thing that I really love that we do together is when we do reading time, all together, from the oldest to the youngest, I call all the kids in. And often it's done in the morning, but a lot of times they're still, you know, cleaning up, they eat breakfast, they have to do their chores and then get their books ready for the day. So a lot of times it's either mid-morning or sometimes even after lunch. I really try to get it before lunch because by lunchtime they're kind of like losing focus. So the goal is sometime in the morning-ish, but we call it reading time instead of morning time because it's not always in the morning. So I ring the bell, call everybody in, and we all gather in the living room on the couches and the baby sits in her playpen because she's only six months old. She usually does pretty fine through most of reading time and then if she gets fussy she might go down for a nap but she even gets to listen in most of the time. So we all sit on the couches and we have a little bit of a structure to our reading time together. When they're fresh and um, able to focus well I try to knock off a few short things off of our list that I want us to learn all together such as um, a bible verse so our bible verse memory is really simple I choose a verse for the week and sometimes it takes us several weeks because we miss days here and there but I will just read it out loud a few times myself the first time and then they start just reciting it with me and we will usually repeat it like five to ten times each day and they have it down pat within a few days typically and then sometimes I might take turns where they go around and say it on their own 
after that, we will do a hymn and the same thing for hymns. I'll choose one. My goal is to do it in like a week or so, but sometimes it might take a few weeks because we like to learn all the verses of the hymn and um, because sometimes we miss days. So my goal is that they are familiar with the tunes and the words of a lot of the old classic hymns. Because unfortunately, um, in today's churches, most people aren't singing the old hymns anymore. And so if they're going to learn that rich theology from the old classic hymns, they're going to have to learn it from you. And so put it on the list. This is something that we really value that we want our kids to learn. So we do Bible verse and hymns. And then um, a lot of times I will do a very short story of someone um, throughout history, either a figure from American history or world history or um, church history, like a Christian hero of the faith. I have lots of little books that I can choose from that will have maybe just like a page and a half about a certain person. And so I'll just read a very short little story just to give them um, a topic. And that is sometimes, and sometimes after that, I will even do a little bit from a history book that we're reading. If they're still like paying attention and able to focus, then I might read a little bit more. Next, I will do a poem. I love poetry. And I think poetry is one of the first things to get nixed off the homeschool list because you can't say you've done it like you can't check off like here's a work page we're done now we're moving on to the next thing and I think a lot of moms tend to fall into that like well poetry is not that important because I've got to like check off my math book or I've got to check off this you know science book that I'm doing and um, I would encourage you to put poetry in there even above some of those things because poetry feeds the soul I'm talking about good poems. They can be silly and funny or cute, but they can also be rich and um, theological and rich in meaning. And you can convey truth and kids are able to remember it better because of the rhyming and the lyrics. And kids seem to enjoy memorizing poetry. It's, it's like a good feeling to be able to recite and, and quote a poem. And it can stay in your mind years later you look back and remember with fondness a poem that you learned when you were a kid. So I, I really do value poetry. So we try to do that. And then at this time, they're usually getting a little bit antsy and, um, you know, might be losing focus a little bit because it's probably been like 30 minutes or so. So I bring out a little snack for reading time. And my reason is I want them to associate the happy feelings of the tasty delicious chocolate that they're eating with reading together because I want them to build good memories around the reading time with mom so most of the time we do something simple like M&Ms because it's not too terribly messy and the little kids can change colors back and forth you know trade with each other while they're listening so that gives them something to do um, if we don't have M&Ms I'll do something else but most of the time that's what it is so um, when I ring the bell and call for reading time, no matter what they're doing, even if they're having fun playing their favorite game outside, they drop everything and run. And I think it's probably because of the M&Ms, but I'm hoping it's a little bit also because of our special memories we're building together. So at another time of the day, I'll do silent reading time where they get to look at books and read books together quietly. But there's something really special about reading out loud all together that I really cherish because you're engaging in the same book with all the characters and you're you're bonding together. So for the reading time part, I'll bring out the M&Ms and then I just read a chapter or two of our read aloud book. Right now we're doing um, Chronicles of Narnia again. 
And I know a lot of times the classic books are just brushed over because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've heard about that. We've read that one many times. Well, they're usually classic for a reason because they're really, really good. So I love Narnia. And anything on the classic list, I encourage you to to consider reading, even if it's something you've heard a million times and you're looking for something new. Um, The classics are great. Narnia is awesome. So we are reading Narnia right now. Now, our second favorite part of the day, which is really our first favorite, it just comes later in the day. This is what everybody lives for at the end of the day. And that is family devotions all together with my husband as well. And so we do not do family devotions at the dinner table because our dinner time is total chaos. And, um, I, okay, it was not total chaos, but it's got an element of chaos to it where trying to read something would be too distracting. So some families do it at the dinner table, and I think that's awesome, but it does not work for us. At dinner time, they are focused on eating, and there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of food spilled, there's a lot of, you know, crumbs on the floor, and there's a lot of running back and forth from the countertop to the table announcing, you know, there's one more piece of toast left, and everybody rushing up to try to get it, you know, it's just, it's kind of crazy. But that is life with nine kids, so we endure it and get this supper time cleaned up as fast as possible. So after supper, we make sure they do all of their chores before we sit down at the couch together for devotions because it's the one time of the day when the whole house from top to bottom is pretty much spotless. Everything's put away in its right place and everything's clean and it's a good feeling to know this is how we wind down our day. We can be calm and relaxed in our souls because our environment is calm and relaxed. So we turn down the lights, turn on the little lamps, and we all gather on the couches for family devotions. Um, A lot of people just say we're too busy to have family devotions. We're too busy. We've got too much on our schedule. Well, um, that may be true, but it might be that you are too busy, that maybe you should cut some things out of your schedule. And I know that's very hard to do, especially as the kids get older. I totally understand and, and totally relate, but it's a really important thing. If you can fit it in, I think it is it is just an incredible time of the day to be all together. So I would encourage you to just try to tweak your schedule and see if there is a time, either morning, noon, or night, whatever, change it up to fit what your family dynamics needs. But it is really, really crucial time of day. It's our favorite um, way to make memories together. So we all go into the um, living room, sit on the couches, and the first thing we do is sometimes we'll do hymns together. Um, sometimes we don't, but that will, if we are going to do hymns, we'll start off with that. And then, um, we'll read a devotional book. So my husband will read, he's gone through many, many devotional books at this point. Sometimes he reads straight out of the Bible. Sometimes he alternates with a little kid devotional book because we have so many younger ones so they can look at the pictures and stuff. After that, we will read a um, chapter from our chapter read aloud, and he reads this one at nighttime. And so right now we're doing the Wingfeather saga. And so he will read just um, one or two chapters, sometimes three or four if everybody's into it and they're begging and begging. And then we end up talking usually. So family devotions sometimes is like 30 minutes. Sometimes it's like two hours because the kids ask questions during the Bible time and the kids ask questions um, during the book reading time. And sometimes we'll end up talking about our day, but the whole family sits there all together and nobody wants to leave and usually at the end of it 
lad is like, okay, everybody, you have to go to bed. It's time for bed. Sometimes it'll drag on till almost 10 o'clock at night, which is way too late for kids to stay up, but it just happens. And so the good feeling is knowing that nobody is anxious to leave. No kid is sitting there saying, oh, I've got so many things to do or I don't want to listen. That's never happened. Never once. Not during reading time and not during family devotion time because we all genuinely love being there together. So it's a really, really special time. And I encourage you to try um, to fit it into your schedule some way or another. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It can be five minutes, just um, like an end to your day or a beginning to your day somewhere. Put it in on the daily schedule, just like you do breakfast, lunch, and supper. Those things never change. And um, a time where you can gather as a family is so special and it's fleeting. Um, Childhood is fleeting. Kids are going to grow up and they're going to go off on their own. And so what memories do you want to carry with them and what habits and patterns do you want them to have established that will carry them on throughout their adult years. So um, that's two of our favorite times. So that's my encouragement for you today. If you can have a time of day where you're reading aloud together, I think it's really special. And if you can have a time of day where you all do family devotions with dad involved, I think that is such a gift for your children. So um, here's a list of what we're reading right now in our poetry. I already told you we're doing Chronicles of Narnia during our um, morning read aloud together. And then we're doing the Wing Feather series all together at Devotions. And our poem that we're learning this week is by... Edgar Albert Guest, not to be confused with Edgar Allan Poe, Um, and his poem that we're learning is Courage, 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 which is also not to be confused with one of his other poems just called Courage. He, He wrote a lot of poems, and I love his works. I had just recently discovered him a few weeks ago, and I had heard some of his poems, but I just kind of, I guess, rediscovered him, had forgotten about him, so I encourage you to look him up. Um, So we're doing Courage, Courage, Courage. And for our hymns, we're actually doing several because it's around Easter time. So we're learning Christ arose. We're learning there is a fountain filled with blood. And um, when I survey the wondrous cross and the old rugged cross. So we're not going to memorize every single word of all of these. Obviously, we're just kind of skipping around and singing a few each day um, just to be familiar with it. And then our Bible verse is Psalm 127, 1. Remember, Christian mother, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven.